welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight. We're going to jump into a little bit of the results that have happened over the last couple of days. We're going to look ahead, and then we're going to dive deep into the most recently released golf stat rankings. But first, this episode of the D3 Golf Guys is brought to you by Imagine Golf. Imagine Golf is the number one golf app for the mental game. It delivers a daily drive, snackable three-minute audio lesson to help you think and play better. New audio lessons available daily that spotlight the big ideas from best-selling golf books like Harvey Penick's Little Red Book, Ben Hogan's Five Lessons, How I Play Golf by Tiger Woods, and Don't Choke by Gary Player. Listen for weekly and monthly giveaways from top golf brands. Check out their seven-day free trial with absolutely no commitment. Download now for free in the Apple App Store. Imagine golf. Keep imagining what's possible. All right, first, let's go out to Las Vegas, Nevada, where the guys from McMurray were going up against some big schools and held their own. Uh, from a team score perspective, they were in really good position with two really good scores the first two days, 286, 289. 303 today moved them back a bit. Uh, but a really nice finish from Brendan Lawrence, uh, one of our guys out there at McMurray. Um, Lane Roy, who also we, we track pretty closely, not as good. He started off with 67, but 79 today, you know, sent him back a little bit. But the, but the big thing for Rick Murray was they got a third score. So Jackson Barilou, two under total after really solid 74, 68, 72. So watch out for McMurray. If they've got a third score besides Lane and Brendan, they could be very dangerous. But otherwise, a pretty good result for the McMurray guys in a very highly contested tournament out of the Battle of Prim in Prim Valley, Nevada. Next up, let's go to the Alliance Club in Alliance, Ohio, where Mount Union, John Carroll, and Baldwin Wallace were getting together. Now, they got together both on the men's and the women's side. Let's start with the ladies. Uh, Mount Union wins uh, by two over John Carroll, um, distanced themselves a bit from Baldwin Wallace. Not the best scores. We're curious as to what the conditions were, uh, but a good, really good playing uh Tournament was won by Mara Knox from Mount Union. Uh, second place finished by Sarah Brown. So congratulations to those two ladies. On the men's side, Mount Union comes out on top again. Uh, 305. This was just a one-day event. 305 for Mount Union. John Carroll comes in with 309. Baldwin Wallace with 310. So a pretty good, tight one-day tournament, which is nice to see. There was a three-way tie for first. I'm not sure if there was a playoff or not. Uh, but tied for first was Ian Smith from Mount Union. Jack Weimard from John Carroll, and Jimmy Clark from Baldwin-Wallace. Um, so two other people tied for 75 and 76 after. Next up, we had the Muskingum Spring Invite in Zanesville Country Club in Zanesville, Ohio, where uh, for both men and women, again, another one-dayer, but really nice tournament by Ohio Northern, who shoots 327, which is really, really solid playing. Uh, they fin- finished first. Second place was Marietta College, third place Muskingum, and fourth place Capital University. Uh, Lydia Cranmer won individually with a 77. Second place was Grace Honigford uh, with a 79. And Tori Smith from 84 finishes third, all three from Ohio Northern. So really good, rock-solid playing there. On the men's side, same tournament, same place. Uh, Muskingum comes out on top, 306, with Capital one shot back at 307. Uh, tied for third was Ohio Northern and Otterbein University at 310, and Marietta College at 316. Uh, but uh, on the individual side, Brenton Franks from Muskingum 
comes out and shoots a 72, really good playing. Uh, second place was Andrew Slusher from Ohio Northern. And then tied for third was Angelo Donato and Corey Rogers. Angelo from Capital and Corey from Otterbein, both shooting 75. So a nice little one-day event there for some of our teams. Okay, and then lastly, on an update on the results, we go out to the SCAC conference out in Voller Creek Golf Club in Blanco, Texas, uh, where they were doing a little conference preview uh, for both the men and the women as well. On the ladies' side, Trinity University comes out on top in the two-day event, 321-327, really Really good plan. They beat Southwestern University by four shots. And St. Thomas from Texas is, finishes third. Uh, it was a tied for first for both ladies from Southwestern, actually. Uh, Lindsey Garza and Madison Goldberg tied with both with 79-78 uh, for a 157 total. So that's really good playing. And then three Trinity ladies finish right after that. Um, Kiona Hisu. Katarina Mora Adrove and Raquel Hill. So, again, really good playing by the Trinity Tigers there. Uh, Southwestern University ladies, really good playing as well. They actually shot uh, four strokes better on round two, but we're, we're eight, eight back coming into the day. On the men's side, again, same place. Trinity University wins again. That's their third win this year, and we'll talk more about them when we get to the golf stat rankings. But they come out on day one with a 290 and put themselves up by 15 shots, and then better it on day two with another 294. Um, so they ended up winning by 13, 23 shots. 23 shots. Um, over top of finishing second is Texas Lutheran University, third place Southwestern University, and then fourth St. Thomas, Texas, and fifth Shriner University. Um, Texas Lutheran didn't play bad, 305, 302, but Trinity's on a roll, and they've got some horses. So Daniel Nunez, who we've talked about before, he finishes first with Trinity, 69 day one, 72 for the three under total of 141. Um, DJ Springer, who we've also talked about from Trinity, he finishes for a tied for second, 72-75. Uh, also tied for second, Matthew MacArthur from Texas Lutheran, 75-72. Um, Nick Morris in tied with them from St. Thomas, Texas, 71-76. So, you know, three over right there, tied for second. That's really good playing. All right, now, looking ahead to the rest of this week, we've got some really interesting golf tournaments coming up. Uh, one, Olivet's hosting a men's tournament on the 27th. Uh, that'll be a, something interesting to kind of keep an eye on some of those Northern Ohio Michigan schools. The big one that I'm going to be watching is out in California where Redlands is hosting the Bulldog Classic. That's going to be both men's and women's. The women's right now are number, number one in the country, but they really haven't played a ton and so I really want to watch some of that those scores come in and see what's going on there. Also, it uh, looks like there's going to be a, some dual matches going on with Allegheny and Carnegie Mellon. It'll be interesting to watch Carnegie Mellon follow up from their performance down at Jekyll, which was very solid on both the men's and women's side. Um, also, Rose Holman's hosting this weekend it's on the men's side. That'll be really interesting as you get some of those Indiana, Illinois, uh, Ohio schools into that tournament. On the ladies' side... We've got a couple other interesting tournaments. Uh, Mary Harden Baylor is going to be hosting a two-day event uh, that we'll watch closely. Uh, Mount St. Joe's is going to be hosting something on the ladies' side as well. And then Rhodes College is hosting on the 28th, 29th. So we'll be watching those tournaments as we get into the weekend and shortly into the early next week. Okay, now let's get into the most recently released golf stat rankings. Okay, let's start with the women 
And let's start with the team rankings first. Number one, Redlands. This is the one I want to watch closely because you know, Redlands has only played in two events and they've been very localized in California and very small events. Um, and when we get to the individuals, you'll see that most of their individuals are at the top of the list. So I, I don't necessarily buy that 100%. I think there's a little bit of fool's gold there. I know the Redlands ladies have been good and they've shot really great numbers, but want to see them in a little bit broader competition. Number two, Methodist University. No doubter here, in my opinion, they've had the strength of schedule to put them number one. Um, they're right there with everybody else. Uh, you've got Jillian and Paige, who are absolutely rock solid. Uh, in my money, right now, Methodist University on the ladies' side is the team to beat. Third place, Center College. Um, we saw Center in their performance at Jekyll. Really, really good. We also know that because of a COVID testing issue, they didn't have their full squad at Savannah. They only had a couple individuals. I would have loved to have seen their performance at Savannah because that could really, that could have really helped solidify them in that spot. So we've seen center come. That That's good. Also in that same kind of boat is Carnegie Mellon, who we missed out on early in the season. But they showed up at Jekyll and have performed extremely well. From the nor- northwest is George Fox. But we've seen George Fox before, but really... We want to make sure that we kind of see them one more time, but they do have a win, which is which is good. Um, so, and they're perennially pretty good on the ladies' side, so that feels pretty solid. Coming in sixth, Christopher Newport, which has been at lots of the several tournaments, and they performed extremely well. Next is the team we've talked about already: University of Texas at Dallas. They've been playing lights out; they're really deep, and so you're starting to kind of see where these teams are. We'll talk a little bit about the geography of all this thing here in a little bit. Coming in eighth, Mary Harden-Baylor. Mary Harden-Baylor came out to Jekyll, performed very well. And you can see there, like, you don't have to finish in the top, you know, you don't have to win everything to to move up in the rankings. But if you finish in the top five of a really strong field, that helps you a lot. Um, so, you know, as, as I know a lot of you out there listening, you know, the more we can get really good, strong fields, the better off it is for you. There's a lot of activity that goes on where you've got small fields, the smaller the field, it doesn't actually help you as much in the golf stat rankings. If you can get to the bigger tournaments or create bigger tournaments, it really does help push people up the golf stat rankings for the people that are in those tournaments. Coming in at nine is Barry College. Uh, we know how good Barry is. They performed very well so far this spring. Uh, they had one little hiccup in there that I think is more of an aberration than anything. So I wouldn't be surprised to watch Barry in the, in the next week or so continue to rise up the up the rankings. Number 10, we just talked about them earlier, Trinity University. So the Trinity teams are really playing with some excellent golf out there. Uh, number 11, Cal Lutheran. This is part of the, that Redlands group. They've been playing against Redlands. It's going to be interesting to see sort of how some of this shakes out. Uh, I would expect to see Cal Lutheran move around just a little bit more as we get a couple more results out in California. Um, but... Number 12th is Illinois Wesleyan, who we've seen play a little bit. Um, we want to see them come in a little bit more. They do have a win uh, for, for with an event, which is good. And, and you can start to see, like, hey, how many events have you won and who have you beaten is how a lot of this stuff works. Um, Chapman University is also out in California. They're, they've been part of that Redlands, Cal Lutheran, and Chapman group that have been playing so far. And so... You know, I need to get back in and look at some of the scores, but when I look at the average scores, those are a little higher for them than they are for some other people. 14th is Emory University. We saw the Emory ladies come into Jekyll and played really, really well. 
fifteenth, um, UC Santa Cruz. The Banana Slugs uh, now playing Division Three golf. Um, really interesting to kind of be able to watch them progress. They've been a part of a couple of the California things, but also came to Texas to play. Um, and they didn't. They did okay. They performed all right, but. So it'll be interesting to kind of watch how some of these play out over the time. Uh, finishing out the top 20, Washington and Lee at 16, Rhodes College at 17. Now, Rhodes got a little bit of a late start, so really going to be watching that Rhodes Ladies Tournament uh, the 28th and 29th of this month. I expect Rhodes to come roaring back just a little bit. Um, we'll also keep an eye on who's going to be at that Rhodes Tournament. I would expect there might be some of the other same schools that we've seen in some of these events as well. At 18th is Carthage College. Um, so they've got a really nice win already this year. Um, at 19th, Southwestern University, we just talked about also out from out no- just north of Austin. It, they're battling Trinity. They've been battling them for a while. And then at 20th is Oglethorpe University, who we've seen at Jekyll and Savannah, who, who did really well at Savannah, in Savannah but stumbled a bit at Jekyll. The last five in the top 25, number 21, East Texas Baptist, They've got a win this year, playing some good golf. Want to see them in some more events, and we'll get to that. Um, at number 22, Augustana, we'll see them kind of come through there as well. Number 23, uh, University of Dubuque. Uh, they have four wins, uh, but their stroke averages are a little higher, so I think they're probably appropriately done. i got to dig into sort of what tournaments they are as we get through there. Then, as we talked about earlier today, Ohio Northern comes in at 24th. And then rounding out the top 25 is Huntington College. So I know I haven't talked about all of the teams throughout here. And, and again, it's it's hard to dig through golf stat and try to find those. We try to we try to highlight the bigger tournaments and the ones that we have in there. Um, some of the dual matches we don't spend a ton of time on because we're trying to focus on the larger events that have more teams in them. And there's just a limited amount of time we have to, to talk about all that. But... As we get into it, I think the top 25 is pretty solid. Again, I honestly think Methodist is probably number one. I think Redlands is really good, and I think they're in the top 10. I'm not so sure that they're number one. Um, but I also want to see a couple of these other teams from the California schools. I want to see them play a little bit more. I'm not sure how much we'll get to see them play in a larger tournament before nationals. So this will be very interesting as we get into that and have we started to look towards conference play. All right, let's get into the individuals. So this is where you're starting to see a little bit of the anomalies. Individually, it's four Redlands ladies at the top of the board, which is very good, but again, I would be very surprised if that holds for very long. Uh, Hannah Jugar from Redlands leads. She's a sophomore. Her stroke average right now is 73.86. And one of the things that when you look at the golf stat rankings, they take into account sort of the stroke average and then how that compares to um, your wins and losses which is fine. you got to do it some way. Um, but Redlands really hasn't done a ton of this, and I know for a fact that we've watched Methodist and some of these other ladies go to weather and travel and really have poured through some of that. So I'm going to kind of hold off on some of the Redlands stuff. I know they have two to three really good players, and we'll see how that kind of comes through. But looking at stroke averages, I think Hannah's played really well. The, some of the other ones, Gabby, Kendall, Annie, I think they're really good players, but I want to see them in some more events. When we get down to this, I'm going to start with number five, Jillian Drinkard, who we have seen from Methodist and whose numbers are off the chart. I mean, her stroke average is 
she's 10 and 0 versus the top 25 right now when it comes to wins and losses in the rankings and that's you know unbeatable at this point in time so that's where I kind of look and say I, I I'm great if Hannah from Redlands is up there but Jillian ought to be number two um, because nobody else has beaten as many people as she has um, skipping down Riley Suter from Center College who we talked about in the last pod really good playing she's a sophomore out of from Center playing extremely well as well you, you know the other thing you look in there is the strength of schedule we have to kind of think about where you are and what's going on and some of that we've got a lot of, of California schools up here I think that will that will trend out over time um, we've got some other great playing going on here Paige Church from Methodist is also up there she's currently 12th uh, you know she's been rock solid I mean the one-two punch of Paige and Jillian for Methodist is is I don't know that that's going to be easily beaten. They're pretty solid. Uh, Paige's stroke average right now is at 77.2, which is which is really good. Um, also around in that same spot from Carnegie Mellon, we've got Denise Pan at 11th and Alexis Sagianto. Remember, Alexis is the one who made the hole-in-one uh, down in Jekyll. But so you've got two of the Carnegie Mellon ladies. You've got two of the Methodist ladies. You've got one center. We've got the Redlands, Chapman, Cal Lutheran group that's sort of stuck in there. Uh, that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Um, we also have a few other of the Midwestern schools that are in here that I just kind of go, all right, well, we got to see a little bit more of that because I can see where, you know, somebody has an 80 stroke average, but then I see somebody else, like here's a good example. Erica Whitehouse is behind somebody with an 80 stroke average. Her stroke average is 77, and she's played in far harder competition. Um, so Erica is a senior for Christopher Newport, really good playing, excellent player, pushing, you know, pushing and working through the difficulties of the weather at Jekyll and tough competition and has really stood up and, and played extremely well, as well as Rebecca Schiffman, who's also in that same boat from Emory University. So as you kind of look in the side, the top 20, we can kind of see like, okay, there's some people in here who we expect to fall out. Um, it'll be interesting to watch sort of over time as we get into some of those pieces to say, all right, where are those individuals that we want to keep our eye on, right? So we know the Methodist team is going to make nationals, but it's going to be who from an individual basis on a team that we're not as confident is going to make nationals should we be keep our eye on as we get into that. I think it's going to be another week or two before we can start to identify that. But otherwise than that, really good playing on the women's side. Now let's shift over to the men. All right, on the men's side, we don't have some of that anomaly that we have on the ladies' side for right now. I think the ladies' side will will correct here in the next couple of weeks. But the men's side is is looks a little bit more like exactly what we would expect. And no surprise here, number one in the country right now, Guilford College. They've got a one-two punch at the top of the order. Um, we've seen James Michoud win two tournaments. They're really good. Um, they've got they're deep. They're solid. Average stroke average right around seventy two point two four. So, you know, they've gotten beat once, but but not by a lot. And they've been finishing the top five of everything, as well as in second place, Huntington College. Now the Huntington Gang we've seen before. They finished second in nationals two years ago. We knew they were really good. The interesting thing about Huntington is they don't have a win. But they're right up here. And I think one of that's because they have five guys playing right now. 
And so they never seem to be really out of it. And they can make big moves because all five guys are in it almost all the time. Um, number three is Methodist University, who has two wins on the year already. Um, so that's interesting as, as you kind of see the golf stat play out. And then there'll be enough opportunities for those two to continue to go head-to-head. And at this point, if you're talking about in the top five of the nation, most of that gets settled at nationals. Um, you know, when we start to get down lower is where you really want to start paying attention to where you stack rank. Uh, but Methodist, number three in the country, two wins, really good playing. Um, they've hammed and egged it from a player perspective where they've had a couple guys get hot and move in and out. Uh, but that's typically what Methodist does. They throw five guys out there that can play, that can win any tournament at any time. Interesting, in fourth place is Pfeiffer University. Now, back in my day, Pfeiffer was not Division three, but they have since transitioned to Division three. They are right there in fourth place. I haven't seen them at a whole lot of the main D3 tournaments, so I'll have to dig into where they've been playing. Um, their, their schedule is a little higher. Uh, they haven't really been in the competitive. They haven't played with any of the Division three schools. So that's interesting. I kind of want to dig into that. Number five is Emory University. So we've been watching Emory. Emory missed Savannah, but then showed up at, in Forest Creek and Jekyll and has performed extremely well. And they've got they've got an individual at the top that's that's helping lead them as well. Number six in the country, Trinity University. And this is exactly what we've been talking about in the podcast. Trinity's been playing out in Texas, and they've been going up against a bunch of people, and they have won three times. Um, they've got a couple of horses at the top as well. So really good playing by Trinity. Expect them to sort of be there. Right now, they're they're sort of the leader in the clubhouse and from a team in Texas perspective, in my opinion, as I look regionally. And it's very interesting as you go back through the history and some of us who've been around a long time, we used to be broken up into regions and then we've kind of moved back to conferences. And so it ebbs and flows. But out of that Texas region, I think Trinity is rightfully listed as the top school in the country right now. Number seven right behind them is Piedmont College. Um, but Piedmont has been going toe-to-toe with Methodist and Huntington and Guilford, and they've been right there in the top five as they've been battling away in a lot of these tournaments we've been highlighting. So I think that's a, a pretty good just result there. Number eight is Illinois Wesleyan. Now, I, this will probably correct some, but Illinois Wesleyan just showed up. They got down to Jekyll um, and performed extremely well. Their their final round that day was was really good in the, on the slop. They're hosting a tournament in April that – I think we're going to see some of the Minnesota schools and Wisconsin schools get to. That'll be a big thing. So, again, some of the northern schools are playing catch-up. So you'll see some ebb and flow as that kind of gets in there. But, again, Illinois as inside the top 10, I think justfully deserved. Number nine, Greensboro College. Here we go. Like, Greensboro has been toe-to-toe with everybody. They've been at Savannah. They've been at Forest Creek. They've been at Jekyll. They performed extremely well. That's a, a really solid ranking. I, I not wouldn't think that anything else would be expected. Number 10 is our guys out at McMurray. I, I think clearly McMurray's the second best team in Texas. I think they may have the two top individuals, but I think they're the second best team. Interesting that we watched them out in Vegas and talked about them earlier in the pod where they got a third score. And that could be very dangerous for them because if they can start to get that third score in there on a more regular basis, they're going to be really good. Because we know Brandon and Brendan and Lane are going to bring bring their game every week. All right, that's the top ten. We're going to go a little faster through the rest of it. Number eleven, Washington and Lee. Um, they've 
been playing in some good tournaments. They do have a win. I, I got to find out where that one was. Christopher Newport, who's been in the big tournaments in the Southeast, again, very good. Uh, Carnegie Mellon, here, here's where you're another Northern school that just got there. Obviously, Carnegie Mellon missed out on Savannah. Would have loved to have had them there. But they showed up in Jekyll, performed very well. They're right there with everybody else. 14th is Averett. Averett has sort of been in the in the middle of those tiers. and They've been battling that middle tournament back and forth with some of the other schools that we'll talk about next. And I think these are pretty well placed. So you have Averett 14th, LaGrange 15th, Hampton Sydney 16th, and Oglethorpe 17th. Those four have sort of been in that middle group every week for the last couple weeks. Be interesting to see as we continue to have tournaments where those ones shake out. I know LaGrange has sort of had an up and down. They have a fabulous individual in Cameron Starr um, who's been kind of leading the way. It'll be interesting to see if they can kind of start to get some third and fourth scores in there as well. Hampton Sydney has been playing really well. Oglethorpe, a little bit of up and down, better in Savannah, good at Forest Creek, not so good at Jekyll. Um, so that'll be interesting. Then we get into the Texas schools where we have number 18, Texas at Dallas, number 19th, Mary Harden Baylor, 20th, Concordia University of Texas, 21, Letourneau University. I think some of that is just the Texas schools playing the Texas schools. Again, I think some of that will play out. Because uh, then as we get into it, I see 22, Rhodes College. Rhodes performed pretty pretty well at, at Jekyll, but then they weren't at a couple of the other tournaments. So we'll have to kind of keep watching as Rhodes kind of starts to, to play a little bit more. 23 is Calvin University, 24th Webster University, and 25th Redlands Men. Um, so as just much as I'm going to talk about Redlands on the ladies' side, Redlands is typically pretty good. Let's watch and see what happens in California for the men. We might see them move up a little bit as we continue to get into more results. All right, now let's jump into the individual side. And no surprise here, number one, James Mishu from Guilford College. He's won multiple tournaments He's been rock solid uh, with the leader, one of the main leaders for Guilford. Number two right now in golf stat rankings is Max Schwartz from Emory University. And Max has been really consistent, stroke average in 69, really, really good playing. Um, number third is one of the Pfeiffer guys, Kevin Burris. Uh, he's got a 68 stroke average. But again, I don't know where they've been playing or, or what the situation is with their D3 status. So I will dig into that for more the next time. Number four in the country is somebody we talked about, Cameron Starr from LaGrange. Now, Cameron's been playing lights out, and I think he needs a little more help from the rest of the LaGrange guys. So it'll be interesting to sort of see as we get further into the year, does does Cameron bring a couple guys along with him that helps them with the team scores a little bit better? Uh, number five, Pierce Robinson from Washington and Lee. We've talked about him in, in some of our podcasts. Really good playing from Washington and Lee. Uh, number six is our guy Lane Roy. Lane from McMurray been rock solid him and brendan lawrence who's currently number 11th i mean there you go you got two mcmurray guys inside the top 11 if that third score they got this this last couple days if that starts to come watch mcmurray move up the list on the team rankings uh interesting like here's what we were talking about earlier with methodist kind of ham and egg it andre chief there is first guy on the list here for them number currently seventh in the country there's nothing to sniff at about seventh in the country but you can kind of see Methodist has been doing it through a little bit more team golf where it's been your turn to take the lead, my turn to shoot two under, your turn to shoot three under, back and forth. But Andre's been rock solid all year. Number eight, Jason Lee from Carnegie Mellon. We talked about Jason in our early pod. Uh, Carnegie Mellon, senior, really good. 
Uh, you know, he's just always up there and consistent. Number nine, Rob Wetrick from Illinois Wesleyan. Rob, shout out to you. Uh, Rob hit us up on uh, Twitter uh, to say he was enjoying some of the work we've been doing. Uh, Rob, one of the guys we talked about in the preview pod as well. You know, junior from Illinois Wesleyan, really good, great stroke average. Um, it was nice to see the Illinois Wesleyan guys get to Jekyll and get to play. It looks like they took them around to kind of get their feet underneath them, and then, boy, did they come hard the next two days. So we'll be watching them closely as we as we go down the, the rest of this calendar. Uh, next, number 10 in the country, Cooper Raybeck from Methodist. Again, it Cooper Raybeck and, and Andre Chi for Methodist have been sort of the one-two punch they've had, along with Henry Anger, Angrier, who's in 13th pit place. As you can see, they kind of got this three-headed monster. They're not all the, they're not winning everything, but they're sort of always playing really well. So as we keep going down that path, we'll keep watching. Sort of say, is there a true leader of that Methodist team from a scoring perspective, or is it still this three-headed monster? And honestly, if it's my preference, I want the three-headed monster because it means you have a better chance of have, making sure at least two of them are on um, at a time. Uh, not to skip over, but number 12th, Walker Hines from Huntington. We'll see a lot of the Huntington guys in here. They've been really solid. Um, and again, Huntington's had sort of that five-man score going on the entire year where they've been able to make big moves because they've got five guys playing well and five guys in it all the, the entire time. Okay, moving down the list. 14th, Ben Bolland, senior from Piedmont. He's been rock solid, along with Matthew Lehman, who is 15th. Um, so that's that's really good playing by the Piedmont guys. And they've sort of had those two guys up top. They need to kind of continue to bring in that fourth and fifth score from a from a team perspective. But individually, there's no doubt about that. Our guy, Will Knopf, at 16th. Uh, Will was one of our first followers. He's been playing great. Um, I know that he's he was excited to get to Jekyll. Had one really good round. Um, struggled a little bit mid-round. Came back nice round round three. We'll be watching the Carnegie Mellon group over the next couple weeks. I think when I look at those northern schools, Carnegie Mellon and Illinois Wesleyan just kind of got out. And we'll watch them over the next couple weeks. I think you'll see them move up the list because they've got really talented teams. The guy we talked about in the last pod, though, is Ethan Wilkins from Illinois Wesleyan. He was an individual and finished really high up. So it'll be interesting to see if Ethan makes his way into the lineup. He's a freshman for Illinois Wesleyan, so that'll be really interesting to kind of keep watching. 18th and 19th, Owen Burt and Peter Melunas from Huntington. Again, so the Huntington guys, it's all sort of right in there. They don't have anybody going crazy low and winning everything, but they've got three to four or five guys all inside the top 30 or so as you get into this that kind of get down to that point. And then 20th, Joshua Fambro from Redlands who's a sophomore. So that's kind of where I'm looking. And then uh, real quick, 21 is Jack Leaves, a junior from Guilford. He's been the other, other one of the other big punches for Guilford with James Michu. So that's sort of the top 20 from an individual perspective. Uh, obviously, we can't talk about everybody, but I think as you start to get into this, you're starting to see one really good golf. By the way, if, if your stroke average is like 73, you, you finish in the, like the mid-20s right now. So just to give you a hint of what it takes to sort of get into that spot, um, you've got to start being able to deliver an, into some really good golf in order to get up there. It also matters where you are and who you're beating. All right. Ran a little long tonight, but again, I wanted to dive into some of those rankings and catch everybody up on some of the most recent results. 
Again, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we still have plenty of stickers left for those of you that want to help contribute and help us drive content. Really excited about uh, what we have to offer. Um, the response that we've had is amazing. We've had over 500 downloads in the last you know, 90 days, which is incredible. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we'll keep doing it as much as we can. Again, if you can contribute and, and be a part of it as much as possible, tell your friends. There are currently... 448 Division Three golf programs out there. Let, let's try to get at least a couple people from each uh, school to listen and contribute so we can kind of continue to do that. As we look forward, I think the next couple big tournaments we're looking at are obviously the Golf Week in Orlando and Illinois Wesleyan's tournament, which I think are the same week. Uh, at least they are on the schedule. If, if I had that wrong or there's adjustment, let me know. I think those will be the next two big things that we're looking at in, in, uh, in the weeks to come. With that, I'll say, hit them straight. Cheers. Maybe. Yes, sir.